Okay. <clears throat> Thought I'd try to use the uh, lapel mic, but I can't be in two places at once. So, anyway, uh, a while back, uh, Pastor Dave uh, asked me to minister a message, and I agreed to do that. And I had, for a number of years, thought about different things I would have liked to have talked about, and, and I was like, yeah, I want to do that. So, when he asked me to do this, um, I gave it some thought and uh, and looked over uh, uh, different concepts of what what to minister on, and it's like poof. So <laughs> I I couldn't I couldn't think of anything. There was a lot of different ones that I wasn't sure which way to jump. So the benediction today is no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, so anyway. Uh, there was a number of different places. I hope you all had a good Thanksgiving. Um, uh, it's kind of nice to be able to uh, have dinner with uh, friends and the family. I mean, with family. And yeah, I'm I'm a little nervous, <laughs> so bear with me. Um, uh, it's it's the time to to get together and and enjoy uh, fellowship with one another in that way. Um, uh, chance to uh, watch football games and and talk politics maybe I don't know it, sometimes it doesn't work well with with family <laughs> certain members but anyway um, it's kind of crazy with with the world that we live in and, and the things that are going on um, I should carry that in my pocket too uh, but uh, um, so yeah I'm new at this um, anyway uh, uh, it's how to say it's, it's um, well it's good to know our authority in Christ with with the with some of the things that are happening in our world. Um, you know, when when uh, Russia invaded Ukraine, I was thinking, boy, that looks like it might be something to do with Bible prophecy, maybe and not necessarily in Bible, but might be setting up for that. Um, uh, there are a lot of crazy things going on in the world, even here in the United States, with uh, the border uh, being unscared and things like that. Um, I know that persecution is around the corner, and, and that's and it's starting to happen a little bit, even here in our country, which you never dreamed of that happening here. But uh, it's good to know who we are in Christ, and the 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 authority that we have, and a lot of it has to do with you know who God created us to be in the beginning. So speaking of in the beginning, um, Genesis chapter one. See if I can get there. It talks about uh, in the beginning, uh, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. So I kind of want to point out the fact that God said, Let there be light. And God saw that the light was good, and God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. In verse 6 it says, And God said, Let there be the firmament in the midst and the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which he were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning was the second day. So in verse 9, it says, and God said. <clears throat> and as you read on through there, in, God, in verse 11, it says, and God said. 
And in verse 14, it says, and God said, and, and so on and so on. You know, in verse 20, it says, and God said. And verse 24, and God said. Chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and the, all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended the work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the events of the day and sanctified it, because that in all he rested from his work which God created and made. So God rested because his work was finished. He didn't rest because he was tired. He, he rested because the work was done. But it's interesting when you go back and you look at that where it says, and God said, um, he, he's, uh, see here. Let the, let the, in verse 11 says, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass and herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. So it says that it was produced after his kind. This is creationism. This is not evolution because nothing can create anything greater than himself, itself. Uh, and the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God said, let there be, oh, let's see, uh, no, uh, let's see here. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl that it might fly above the earth and open firmament in the heavens. And God created great whales and every living creature moveth upon the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind. So again, it's, it's after their kind. It's interesting because when I, when I grew up as a kid, I um, lived on a farm and I got opportunity to um, be around farm animals like cows, horses, cats, dogs, you name it, chickens. And I got to see, actually witness the birth of a cow uh, one time. Uh, there were others that you know gave birth um, I didn't actually get to witness it because I wasn't there at the time it happened. It was like you wake up the next day and there it is. But it was interesting because looking back, it's, that calf looked similar to the parent cow. He didn't wag his tail like a dog. He didn't uh, meow like a cat. He spoke the same language. He had the similar markings, you know, in the aspect that the whole scene had dark markings. He had dark markings, et cetera. So he represented the, the parent. So it was after his kind. And God said, let there be earth bring forth uh, living creatures after his kind, cattle creeping thing, and beasts of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. So the, you can see there's a pattern here where God created everything after his kind type of thing. They were to reproduce after their kind. And then God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. So we are made after his kind. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every cattle and over all the earth and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them 
and said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So it's, it's interesting that we are created after God's kind. And so, just like uh, the analogy of the calf and the cow, um, we're to speak God's language. And, and we're, we're to speak his words. And we, the best resource for his word is in the word of God, which is the Bible. Um, I find it interesting, and I don't remember exactly the scripture reference, but it was in John. Um, I believe it was during the, uh, while Jesus was, was talking to the woman at the well in Samaria, I think it was chapter 4. Um, and he made the statement that uh, God is a spirit. So we are first and foremost a spirit. We are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. And our, our but most importantly, we are a spirit. And that's <clears throat> one of the things we've got to remember. And so after our fallen state, uh, when we get born again, we are recreated after his kind. And we are to speak his words. Um, So, so words are important as to what we speak, and we need we need to be cautious, and we need to put a guard over our mouth uh, to not speak wrong words. And I'm not talking about just uh, four-letter words. I'm talking about just uh, uh, anything that's negative um, in our circumstances, in in the people that were around us. I know it's like sometimes when I'm at work, you know, some pe sometimes it can. Be, there's a lot of negativity at our work, and I understandable why, because of the way things go. But <clears throat> we need to stay positive and not uh, not be critical of, of of things in that respect. So it's it's kind of like you, you need to see what God's word says about it. Um, let's see here. There is nothing in the earth so great or so powerful, including the physical body, that it cannot be turned around by our words. We can turn around any situation with our words. The entire course of nature, future and destiny, and the circumstances surrounding every human being are controlled by the person's words. <clears throat> so if you go into like the book of Proverbs, um, there's a lot that talks about the, the, our words, our tongue, um, Death and power are in the death and life are in the power of the tongue, and so let's see here. But it also has to be spoken by faith too. You have to, to believe what you're saying. So faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Um, it's interesting. I, uh, I'm trying to remember. Um, <laughs> oh, me, Lord. I'm going to just pray a little bit.
So it's kind of like a smorgasbord, I guess. I jump from one thing to another. Um, Man's belly shall be satisfied by the fruit of his mouth, and the increase of his lips shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Words are God's method of operation by which he accomplishes his will, purpose, and desire. So, if you, you need um, help with your finances, basically, you can meditate on uh, scriptures that, that talk about prosperity. If you need uh, help with, you, with healing, physical healing in your body, it's good to meditate on scriptures concerning uh, you know, the healing, and there's plenty of those. Um, if it's protection, uh, it's good to, to uh, meditate on scriptures. Psalm 91 is a really good one for that. There are examples of, of, of looking for protection. Jesus walked in, in divine protection all the time when he walked the earth, and he was definitely persecuted. And there are a lot of other examples in, in the Bible concerning um, people who were persecuted um, uh, and escaped persecution. If I can find the scripture here. So in, in Daniel, as an example, um, there was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they were to bow down before the, um, before, before the idol. And let's see here. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, sent to gather together the princes, the governors, and the captains and judges, the treasurers and the counselors, the sheriffs and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king said set up. And the princes, the, the governors, and the captains, and the judges, and the treasurers, and the counselors, and the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together to, unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up and stood before the image of Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then the herald cried aloud to all the, to you it is commanded, O, king, o peoples, Nations and languages, that what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king hath set up. And whoso falleth not down and worship shall the same hour be cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, at the time when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people of the nations and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Therefore, at what time certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews, they spake and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. 
Thou, O king, hast made the decree that every man shall hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the suck, but psaltery and dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And who shall fall down, fall not down, and worship that shall be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. These are the certain Jews which had cast, set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They have served thy, not thy gods, nor worshipped the image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar made, spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if ye be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if worship not, ye shall not, ye shall be cast in the same hour in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who is that God which shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, that our God, whom we are able to deliver for us from the burning fiery furnace, that he will deliver us out of our hand, O king. That's faith. He says, he, we, he will deliver us. But if not, let it no, be known unto thee that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Now, it's interesting. It says, but if not. Some translations talk about the fact that, that if he doesn't deliver us. Well, of course they wouldn't serve him because they'd be ashes. But when it says, but if not, it means, um, it says, oh, king, never gonna, we are not careful to answer thee if it be so. If it, that is, if it be true that you, what you're saying is that if we don't fall down and worship the, the idol, you're going to cast us in, in, into the fire. But, but if not, that is, if, you, if you're not, if this is not so that you're going to cast it, we're still not going to worship the, the uh, idol. So this was an act of faith to, to stand um, against um, the persecution that was happening at that time. Um, boy, I'm kind of getting all over the place. <laughs> so... The... Um, Created in, in his image, in his likeness. So the first words God spoke to mankind was, were, was, was kind of set a precedent to subdue. Genesis 2.15, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden and dressed it and keep it. God delegated his authority to Adam and to tend the garden. Dress is to work it and, to, and till it and be a bondsman over it, and to keep it, to put a hedge of thorns about it, and to, in order to, to guard it, and to protect and watch over it. Yeah. 
Angel for this now. She just. Adam, Adam abdicated his authority, and he committed high treason and gave authority to order to Satan. Adam was born again from Adam. Satan was Satan's nature was lodged in his spirit. If a man was, let's see. But Jesus took back uh, our authority, and he gave it to us. And he said, you know, that he had authority, and, and, and he said, told us to go, therefore, into all the world and preach the gospel. So that, that authority was given to us through his word. How are y'all doing? <laughs> okay. Maybe a short message. So. Okay. <laughs> I, th I, th I appreciate that. Um, maybe I should just talk a little bit about myself. Um, so. You all kind of know, as me, the, the guy that works in the sound booth. And I kind of started out there a little bit with, um, with the aspect of trying to make things a little better with, with the sound. Uh, when, I first, when we were first meeting over at the old building, um, we started attending, and, and I wanted to learn a little bit about uh, uh, what kind of messages were ministered and do a, just kind of do a comparison. So I started listening to some of the CDs, and I was like, whoa, this sounds horrible. So I was like, I figured i got to do something about it. So that's why I got into, into the sound booth doing that. But, um, but uh, prior to that, um, I attended a, a home church and, and enjoyed that. But going back uh, a ways away, um, I, as I said, I grew up on a small farm. And uh, parents divorced uh, when I was uh, in high school. And... Uh, I, I became very rebellious at that point in time. Um, I grew up attending church. Uh, uh, my mom drug me off to church every Sunday morning until I was about, uh, about the time I entered high school, and I continued for a little while there. Um, but uh, I kind of got off in the deep end uh, with drugs and immorality and, and, and the like. But I always had the knowledge of God in, in the back of my mind. And I had a friend of mine that, who was border atheist, agnostic, and sometimes he would say things that that uh, that 
bothered me a little bit. And one day I decided I had to take a stand either for or against God, and that the only way to do that would be to read the Bible. And I had a Bible since I was like seventh or seven or eight years old. It was a King James. And, uh, <clears throat> um, but I never really read it other than the Sunday school passages or whatever, like the like. And so uh, when I was in high school, my mom had a, had a good news Bible, which is a paraphrased Bible. And a paraphrased Bible, uh, you have a, like a, a Bible, say like a King James or an NIV, um, it's a direct translation. And uh, it's where they've taken the Greek and they've said, okay, this is what it says in, the, in English, or this is how to best describe it in English. Where a paraphrased Bible, they just, they'll read it and then they just put it in, in their words without doing a direct translation. And so it kind of reads kind of like a newspaper or something to that effect. And so somewhere along the line, I'd gotten a hold of a good news Bible, and I had packed that around for a while but never really read it. But uh, at this point in time, I had decided to, to uh, crack it open and read it. And so I started with Genesis, and I read through most of it. And um, circumstances uh, um, put me in kind of at the bottom of the barrel, you can say, in my life. Um, and so I kind of wound up... I lived in, I grew up in the Bellingham area, Walking County, and, and I had moved to Seattle, but this, because of circumstances, I wound up back up in Walking County again, and staying with my dad, whom I had some animosity at the time with um, because of the divorce, but not directly because of the divorce, there was other things that took place. But anyway, it gave opportunity to re slowly reconnect, and so, um, I, uh, I run into a, a, a fr another friend of mine who happened to have a, a Ryrie Study Bible, which is a New American Standard. And so I was reading that, and I really enjoyed that one. And it was during that time that uh, I got saved and gave my, my heart to the Lord. And I was reading um, that, and so I was growing in the, in the Lord there. And I wound up moving to Walla Walla. My brother had been living in Dayton for a while. And so I was at a point in my life where I didn't know what to do and where to go. So I just kind of, you know, shooting, uh, just, well, see what happens. And so I came here to visit, stay for a while, and I wound up staying permanently. And it was um, during that time that uh, um, I, I got a job down Mountain Free Water, and it was at the time, at that time, it was the best job I ever had. Prior to that, I, I was flitting from one job to another. I, I think the longest I ever stayed in one job was two years, and that was a one-time exception. Usually, it was like six months, because um, I just I was really horrible with finances. I was really bad with with commitments and things like that. Um, but anyway, um, through uh, through that, I got hooked up with. I started going to church. Um, I actually started at uh, uh, Valley Church, <coughs> um, but. I wound up meeting different people, and 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 it's uh, through the, all that I, I wound up meeting Cynthia, who uh, became my wife. Um, so that was that was kind of interesting. Uh, there was some an elderly couple that down Milton Free Water. We used to uh, do home church there for a while, and and then uh, um, that just kind of grew up out into a different area. Um, but I grew in in the Lord with with this Ryrie Study Bible, and then the ministry I was sitting under, 
uh, was using King James, and so I went to a, switched over to a new King James, trying to find a balance between modern language and, and um, old King James. Anyway, um, I uh, eventually grew into to enjoying the King James Bible itself, and I, I really liked uh, the, um, the the authority that basically it carried. Um, uh, my understanding that uh, I think it's the New American Standard or the Revised, I'm not sure which, is actually the, the most accurate. But I did have some, some issues with, with some of the transla other translations, but I've grown to like them as well, and just I'm just wary of, of some of the inconsistencies that I, I do find between the King James and the others. But um, anyway, that's, that's kind of where I at, was at. Um, grew up, uh, or was training, or how to put it, sat under the, this one particular ministry to, to to learn more about the Bible, and I, I, I got a vast uh, hold of it, but more recently, I in the past years, I've, I've kind of let it slip and slide a little bit, as you can tell in my sermon here. Um, <clears throat> and I'm not as quick to it as I used to be, um, but that's, that's kind of my story. Um, yeah, so I, uh, I, oh, one testimony I can give you is, is <clears throat> when I was a kid, about 17 years old, I went to go see my dad, and um, I was spending the weekend with him, and I wanted to go home on the weekend, or on, on Sunday. And I was expecting to go home on uh, or sometime in the morning. I was, you know, um, back then being unsaved and 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 that I, you know, kind of had self-centered attitude. <laughs> um, and and at the time, like I said, I didn't really get along with my dad too well, anyways. So anyway, he sensed that I was my frustration, and I was that that, that something was up, and I said he asked me what was going on, and I said, well, I, I want to go home, you know. He goes, okay, yeah, put on your, you know, go get your shoes type of thing. Well, my shoes were over by the front door, and, and I had, um, I went to go get them. And to get there, you had the couch on one side, you had a fireplace on the other, and in, in the center there where, where the pathway would be, there was a TV tray with a puzzle on it. And so to avoid getting, you know, dealing with the puzzle or anything, I stepped up on the hearth, the marble hearth with, with my socks. And I slipped and fell, and I caught the corner of the the um, the hearth, and, uh, and right in the the lower part of my back, and uh, and injured myself pretty pretty severely. I never got any X-rays or anything, but just took it as a, a back situation. So later on, uh, through the number of years as as a young man, um, I would wind up doing something that would. Uh, rather strenuous, um, and it would throw my back out, and I would be in excruciating pain. And <clears throat> this carried all the way up, even until after I got married, that there would be times that I would be uh, in a lot of pain, and I'd have to lay on a hard floor or something like that and just rest up and, and dealing with that. I'd been to chiropractors a number of times, and I, it didn't really help too much. I'd get some relief, but then I'd be back you know, hurting again. So um, one morning I remember getting up, getting ready for church, and I crawled out of bed. It's just I, I must have hit a pinch nerve or whatever, but I couldn't move. I couldn't, I couldn't sit down. I couldn't stand. I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk. I couldn't lay down. Somehow I managed to get to the floor, but all I could do is just like scream. It was just, 
So eventually that went away for a little bit, got some relief, and the following Sunday I um, got prayed for uh, at, by my pastor. And I was still hurting a, a bit, but I, I, I received it. I, by faith I grabbed hold of it and I received it. I, I, you know, I'm healed. And I took hold of it. And at the time we had some, uh, I was doing, had been doing some yard work. I had a pile of dirt in front of my front yard that I was trying to move into the garden spot. And I came home from that Sunday and I sat on the couch, positioned some pillows, tried to get comfortable. And then I thought, no, I'm healed. I believe that I'm healed. I'm, I'm taking this by faith. I'm, I receive this. And so I got up and I tightened up my belt as tight as it could. And I went to work and I, I, I started moving dirt again. And the pain went away and I've never had it back since. Um, I, um, I occasionally I, I run into a little bit, you know, where because the enemy will try to bring in this, this, uh, you know, bring this pain back on, and it's like, no, I've, I'm healed. I've, I've received healing. I'm, I'm not going back there again, and it goes away and, and it doesn't bother me. So that was that's my healing testimony. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, that's pretty much all I have. Uh, let's see now if I can do a benediction. Be a short time here. Jan, if you'd like to hop on the keyboard and play a little music, that'd be great. So as for benediction, um, Paul writes in Ephesians, Peace to the brethren and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with you all. Them that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity, amen. So that's all I have. Thank you. If you guys want to fellowship with each other, we got time. <laughs>